Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Good morning and welcome to our message for Living Rock Church uh, this lovely Sunday morning. Uh, I'm Lisa Graves, I'm the Children's Ministry Coordinator here and I've got a really exciting message that God has given me to share with you today. Uh, welcome to those of you who are watching on the online platform, it's great to have you join us and for those of you who might be watching via the YouTube link that we've sent to you parents to watch because this is quite an interactive message that I've prepared for you and uh, there are points where I will ask you to pause and have a chat to your family and reflect on a question or something to think about and there's even a, a link to an extra video that you think would be a bit of fun for you to watch together at home. But uh, I would just like to get started on looking at today at the story of Zacchaeus uh, as part of our Gospel Encounter series. It's a really simple but a really significant message that I believe I have for you today. A story of repentance and restoration of uh, someone who's being counted in uh, by Jesus who was counted out by society. So let's get started and uh, open our Bibles. If you've got your Bibles with you today, I'd like you to open them to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. I'm going to read today from the New Living Translation. So if you turn to Luke chapter 19, let's have a read together. Okay. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus but he was too short to see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down, I must come to your house today and be a guest. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He had gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. That's really good news for us today. And uh, I'd just like to take us to have a look at the context of that story and then we're going to pull out a few key themes because we know that when you meet Jesus, you're never the same again. So Zacchaeus was a tax collector in a very prosperous town called uh, Jericho. You might have heard of the story of uh, Joshua in the Battle of Jericho. This is the same city, uh, notorious for producing expensive balms and, and dates and rich things. So it's a very wealthy place and Zacchaeus, as a chief tax collector, would have been a very wealthy man. He was taking extra taxes, as was his right, as uh, someone who worked for the government. And the government was run by the Romans, so he was considered a traitor by his own people, by the Jews, because they they despised people who res- uh, warmed to the Romans and worked for them. So not only was Zacchaeus rich, he was also rejected by his fellow people. Now, when people look at him, they, they don't like to be around him, but Jesus understood what it was to be rejected. Um, if we think back to um, the story of Jesus when he was uh, in the Bible, it talks about in Mark 12, verse 10. Have you read what the psalmist said? The stone the builders examined and rejected has become the cornerstone, the most important stone of all. And the cornerstone was like the key foundation stone in the, any building. It was the one that held everything in place and positioned everything right. And so Jesus, even though he was the chief cornerstone, was rejected by the people he grew up with. So when he met Zacchaeus, he, he was drawn to somebody who was rejected by many around him, someone who didn't fit in, who's someone he wasn't wanted around. And Jesus had not long before, in Mark chapter 10, met another young ruler who was also rich. This was the second time he'd met a rich person, and 
this young ruler was asking what he could do to uh, have a place in the kingdom of heaven and Jesus simply asked him to sell all that he had. I say simply, it's quite a big deal when you're a rich person, but this man just couldn't do it. It, was too mu- it meant too much to him to have his things, to have his stuff, but he couldn't enter the kingdom of heaven. It was easy to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We also think of uh, the story of the, the lost sheep. Those of you children watching, we often talk about the lost sheep stories, don't we? But Jesus was very passionate about the individual, the people, the one in the crowd. He saw the one amongst the 99 and he went to look for that lost sheep who, was, who had gone astray and he doesn't want any of us to be lost. He went out with a heart of compassion to find the one and I believe when he met Zacchaeus, his heart was moved with compassion for this one man, this one man who was lost, who was seeking something and Jesus knew that he was the answer to his problem. When we meet Jesus, we are changed and nothing is ever the same again. Let's have a look at a few key things that I want to pull out from how Zacchaeus was changed by meeting Jesus that day. The first thing I noticed when I was reflecting on this story was that Zacchaeus came like a child. Now, just want you to think for a moment, how I think whether you're somebody who likes to climb trees, what's the biggest tree you've ever climbed? If you're a parent with your children watching this, you might like to pause it now and have a chat about the biggest, best tree you've ever climbed in your life and why you climbed it. What was it you wanted to do while you're up there? And then have a think, why do you think Zacchaeus climbed that tree that day? What was his reason for going to the top of the tree? Just pause it now and have a think. For the rest of us, we're going to carry on and I just want you to have a think about what his reasons might be. I had to think and I believe that he was climbing the tree because he was short. It says in verse 2 that Um, verses 2 to 3 that there was a man named Zacchaeus who was the chief tax collector and he was very rich he tried to get a look at Jesus but he was too short to see over the crowd so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way he wanted to see what was going on but he physically was just too short and he couldn't see where to go he also had faith he knew he needed to see Jesus that day and he'd heard about him. He also had a fear of missing out. He didn't want to miss out on what was going on in the town that day. He was desperate to be part of everything that was happening around him. But he was also prepared to be undignified. As a rich, wealthy tax collector, I can't imagine that climbing trees was something they did very often. But that day, Zacchaeus, there was something in him that was moved and stirred to respond. And he had to climb that tree and he had to meet Jesus that day. So he became like a child. Children love climbing trees. I have to say I wasn't one of those. Anyone who knows me will know I'm not someone who (laughs) who takes risks and climbs trees. But but Zacchaeus was. He was somebody who was prepared to do something different and out of the ordinary. And Jesus responded to that childlike faith. Do you remember in the Bible, in uh, Matthew chapter 18, it says, we must come like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I believe Zacchaeus that day became like a child. He was humbling himself, he did whatever it took, and he climbed that tree because there was something that he needed. He really wanted Jesus. And for us today, if we want to know Jesus ourselves, if we really want to know him, to have him change our lives, then we need to position ourselves, we need to put ourselves in a a place where we can catch the prize, Jesus, that great prize that we talk about in the New Testament, because we know that he is the total answer to our great need. You may feel today that you're too young, you're too small, you're too old, you're too tall. You may feel that you're a notorious sinner yourself. You may count yourself out and say, I'm just too bad. Nobody would love me. Jesus would never have time for me. But I have good news for you today. Jesus wants a relationship with you. And he has 
a plan for you and he wants to restore you, your life to you and give you a hope for your future. He wants to bring you into his family and bring you into the riches of his kingdom. Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus, but he wanted proof. He wanted to know what it was that Jesus had. Perhaps he'd heard that this man could change him. And God has placed in the soul of every one of us a desire to, to be close to our creator, to be connected in relationship to Jesus. And no, satis no worldly goods will ever satisfy that. We need to come to him like children today. We need to get out of our comfort zones. We need to literally, in Zacchaeus' case, go out on a limb and put ourselves in a position where we can be, be seeing Jesus and be hungry for him as if our life depended on it, because it does. The second thing I would like us to have a look at in this story is that Zacchaeus was called by name. Jesus knew his name. Now, when you look back at this story another time, just have a look at it. Jesus wasn't, didn't ask the name of uh, Zacchaeus by someone else. He just knew it. Jesus, uh, by, led by the Spirit, knew who Zacchaeus was. He noticed him in the crowd and he called him by name. Now, if you're watching this with your children, just pause the video in a second because I want you to have a think. Do you know what your name means? Do you know why your name was given to you? Maybe you were named after someone in your family or maybe your parents prayed about it and had a, a plan or maybe it was just the fashionable name at the time. My name was like, everybody in my class had my name when I was a child. Um, just have a think because your name is important and go and find out what your name means if you don't know already and then come back and, and join us in a moment. I also uh, want you to think about what your name actually means then. So my name, I love the meaning of it. It was the most popular name in my class, all being <laughs> back in the 70s, but it, now I realise it means that I was consecrated and pledged to God. Isn't that a great meaning of a name? And uh, when my parents chose my name, I know that was a deliberate choice when they, when they named me. When Alex and I chose the names of our children, I remember sitting in the garden and we were looking through the Bible at all the uh, profiles of the different characters in the Bible and we wanted to choose someone significant. And uh, so when we named our son Josiah, Joe, we actually also thought about his initials because that's really important. You can have some very unfortunate initials, can't you? But uh, we named him uh, Josiah Alexander Graves, Jag, because we figured one day as a prophetic thing, he could be driving one. We thought that was quite a cool thing to name our child. So one day I will be sitting in his Jaguar and we'll go, yes, that is fulfilled. But the name Zacchaeus in our story today, he means pure one. And when Jesus called him by name in verse five, he called him Zacchaeus, come down, I must be a guest in your house today. Jesus called him by the name he knew he was going to be, the name he was destined to be, the name he was purposed to be. And uh, you know when you're a child, you, when you're in trouble, your mum might just call you by your first name and say, oh, Lisa, would you please come here and stop what you're doing? You think, oh gosh, I'm, a, I'm in a bit of trouble. But then they add your surname and so you say, Lisa Sayers, as I was then, would you please come and, and do as you're told? Because you know you're really getting in trouble. But when they add your middle name, oh, you have to run, don't you? So uh, you call out, Lisa Joy Sayers, would you please come here now? And you're like, I am coming, mum. I am in such big trouble. I've got to be there. So... I think names are significant, but when Jesus called Zacchaeus out of that tree, he would have called him with such a love and a compassion in his heart because he desperately wanted to know this person, have a relationship with him. So he would have called him, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for tea. Please come down. He knows your name. Jesus knows your name. He has a plan for you and he knows what you're destined to be. And he has a purpose for you. I was thinking back to the story of when uh, Samuel went to find uh, David amongst his brothers and uh, they were all lined up and 
uh, Zach, uh, Samuel thinks oh, it's going to be one of the tall strapping lads doesn't he and Jesus, the Lord speaks to Samuel and he says in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 don't judge by his appearance or height for I have rejected him the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them people judge by outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart and I believe that day Jesus saw Zacchaeus's heart he saw his need and he saw beyond the outward appearance that many of us would look at on the outside he saw purity he saw the man he was to become in John 10 verse 3 it says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him the sheep recognize his voice and come to him he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out isn't that great that our shepherd wants to draw us to him and knows us by name in revelation we're promised that we're going to have a new name in heaven and i think no matter what your name means whether it's something significant or or perhaps something a bit alternative that you didn't realize Jesus has given you a new name. When you choose to follow him, he names you his child. He names you a son of God, a, a co-heir with Christ. We have an inheritance and a sonship that we're entitled to when we choose to follow him and put him first. That day, Zacchaeus had a choice. Would he stay up in the tree, hide away and pretend he hadn't actually been seen by Jesus, or would he come down? And that decision would change his life forever. In verse 6 it says Zacchaeus came face to face with Jesus. I mean that must have been amazing really. We must humble ourselves. There's no time to waste. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We're in very strange times at the moment. We don't know every day is a, a new adventure, a new unfolding story in our world and it, it can feel quite unnerving but Jesus holds the future and all we need to do is humble ourselves and, and come to him. For some of us when Jesus is knocking on our heart, it might be for the first time, we might think, I've, I've never responded to Jesus before. Well, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you can make that decision and just draw yourself to him. He, he really wants to know you. For others of us, it's just to linger, to spend time with him. When Jesus called him down, it was to have a meal with him, to spend time in Zacchaeus' household. We need to slow down and stop rushing about and hurrying in our busyness and I do believe that this really unusual season we're in in life at the minute where everything, my whole diary is cancelled, it means we've got no excuse but to spend time in the presence of God right now. We can put aside our diaries and readjust our days and put prayer first, put time in the presence of God first and in its rightful place, let's linger with him and spend time with him like Jesus asked of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't hesitate, he was straight down that tree. He was coming to spend time with Jesus. Are you going to open the door to him today and let him in? So we've already said Zacchaeus came like a child. We said that he was called by name. And the third C on your sheet, kids, Zacchaeus was changed. In verse 8, Zacchaeus joyously welcomed Jesus and was amazed over his gracious visit to his home. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, Half of all that I own I give to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. Jesus said to him, this shows that today life has come to you and your household. For you are a true son of Abraham. The son of man came to seek and to give life to those who are lost. When Jesus came visiting the town, I expect the local people expected him to hang out with the rabbi or the chief uh, political people in the town at the time. He would have been seen as someone very popular to be around and everyone would have wanted a piece of Jesus, a time in his presence. But Jesus chose to be with Zacchaeus, the notorious sinner, the one who was considered unlovable and not wanted by the people. 
parents just pause at this moment and have a chat to your children and think if Jesus came to your street, to your town, to your workplace or, or where you live, what, who would he spend time with? Who would be the, the loved ones? Who would be the unlovable? Who would he go and look out for? Who would he notice in the crowd? When Jesus called Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus received him. He had a choice. Jesus called him. Was he going to say, yes, I'm coming, or was he going to stop there? Zacchaeus opened his home to Jesus and into his own life. And I believe that Christ will not force himself into anyone's heart. Charles Spurgeon said this, Christ will not force himself into any man's home and sit there against the man's will. That would not be the action of a guest, but of an unwelcome intruder. And in the early church, they were often opening their homes and sharing everything they had with one another. And that was the lifestyle that Christ had taught them, the, the way of opening homes and being at one with people around us. And when we encounter Jesus, we, we can't be the same again. There are three things that changed in Zacchaeus's life when he spent time with God that day. The first thing is he repented. He was living one way. He was living a life of greed, of selfishness. And on meeting Jesus that day, his eyes were opened to see his life for what it really was. And rather than shrink back in shame and pride and, and run away, he, he chose to change. He chose to turn away. And we describe repentance as changing direction. So for Zacchaeus, he was living his life as a man who was looking after himself, looking out for his own self, looking out for more money every day and there came a point where he met Jesus and he's climbed up that tree and he's waiting for Jesus and he says and then Jesus calls him come down Zacchaeus I want to spend time with you and at that point of coming down and choosing to accept Jesus he turns around and he literally turns around and goes the other way it's a roundabout turn a u-turn in his life and his job didn't change at that point he was still a tax collector but now he was a tax collector who was giving rather than receiving and repentance can change us um, and is a laying down of our selfish motives and turning to something selfless Jesus and not us the second thing there was that Zacchaeus was restored on meeting Jesus his life was returned to him restoration means returning something to its original design to the plan that was originally made for it and if you look at verse 8, it says, Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. He didn't just return like for like or I'll give back what I took. He gave back over and above. And what's exciting is that we believe in a God of abundance, a God of more than enough. And he has great things for us. He has abundance of health. He has abundance of provision. He has abundance of peace and of hope. And I honestly believe in these days of confusion and of lack for some people that God can meet those needs. And if we humble ourselves and pray, he will meet those needs and he will provide an abundance of health for us. He'll provide an abundance of provision that the supermarket shelves might be empty, but somehow God will provide the food that you need today for your family. And Zacchaeus had a restoration. He restored the more than enough to other people in the same way that Jesus had restored to him more than enough hope and more than enough hope for his future and Jesus wants to restore that for you today in your life if those things that you feel you you lack or have been taken from you then I ask you to just surrender yourself to Jesus today and ask him to restore to you that which has been taken because that is his plan and his love for you is so great that that is what he wants for you the third thing in in that encounter with Jesus with Zacchaeus was that he had a relationship with Jesus 
Jesus wanted a real relationship, not just a passing moment in a crowd. He wanted a relationship. He wanted to become a friend of Zacchaeus. Emmanuel itself means God in us, God with us. He's, Jesus' very name is, means to dwell and to linger, to, to be with us. And I just want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. It's a really powerful passage, so just listen along to this. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And you may, ha may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how high, how deep the love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. This is a hot rock prayer for you children. We often pray as a hot rock team that you will know the power of God in your life and that you will have a deep sense of his love. And uh, as we close now, to take, I'd like you to take some time to pray over one another. Children, I'd like you to stop and pray for your parents to know that power in their life. Parents, I'd love you to pray for your children to know that power in their life too. And I'm just going to... Um, remind you of a passage that has, God's just woken me up singing this morning in 2 Chronicles 7:14. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves like a child and climb down from our high place and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and restore their land. If ever our land needed healing, it's now. So what do we need to do? We need to know we are called by name, that we have been chosen for a purpose. We need to come like a child and climb down literally from our high place, maybe from our sense of pride and just come down and humble ourselves and repent of our wicked ways. Turn from them in that word repentance that we just talked about. Jesus will forgive our sins and our land will be well. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.